What is up, everybody? Welcome to the the fifth episode of the Gate Six Podcast. We are coming off an exciting series win against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I'm here, Max, Nate. You there? Nate is here. Nate is here. All right. That means that we're ready. You're ready. Let's do it. an exciting series win. Uh, Nate, what's up? Tell everyone how you're doing. I'm doing very well. As you said, very exciting week of Yankees baseball, winning 3-4 versus the Mariners, 2-3 mm-hmm. versus the Rays. Um, in terms of my Islanders, the guys swept by the Hurricanes. Um, you know what? Uh, they, they were uh, expected to not make the playoffs. They won around a series. They got out. Until this next year, that's what I always say. So, <laughs> but uh, in terms of the Gate Six podcast, we are partnering with at Yanks Universe Y A Y A N K S U N I V E R S E on Instagram, um, and follow at Gate Six Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. A lot of giveaways involving the both of us coming your way. So be ready to win some tickets, cards, whatever it is. Totally. But that's very exciting news. Also, a great page at Nix Universe. Yeah, Instagram. definitely. We are very excited to be doing our first partnership with Yanks Universe. Um, so yeah, as Nate said, since he mentioned, you know, the Islanders getting eliminated, that was a while ago, which just shows how long it's been since we recorded. I think the last time we recorded was after the Diamondback series, which seems like it was a while ago, but it was only like a week ago, a week and a half ago. Um, so, but since then, we played. Uh, Seattle and Tampa, like Nate said, uh, in that time, haven't done much, been busy with school, had, uh, a few tests, I had a paper for English, I had a history outline to do, and then uh, I've been busy with the Heschel School baseball team, which, unfortunately, we started off 4-0, which we were very excited about, and then we lost two tough games to TABC, which is one of the other top teams in the league, and to Kushner, which was... A really tough game where the umpires did not help us out much, but we also left like seven base, so that didn't help matters either. But uh, we got a game against Frisch on Tuesday, so hopefully we can get the win in that game. Um, but yeah, like Nate said, we're very excited to be partnering with Yanks Universe for our very first partnership. It's a really great page that I've been following for a while, even since before. We started doing the podcast. I always have great content, and we are really excited to start working with them. Uh, so, Nate, what did you think of this series? I was only able to watch today's game, unfortunately, which it was a great game. I have, you know, very glad I was able to watch that of the series, which was well, I was able to catch like the first two innings of Glasnow and Herman on Friday night before Shabbat started, and then I couldn't watch yesterday's game. Um, so Nate, where are you at after this series? Are we, are we ecstatic? Are we not? Are we? We've turned the corner. We're in agreement. We've turned the corner. The yes, corner. for sure. Turned, I right? mean, the corner has this, turned. After the series, you can't be mad at the team. They took two yeah. or three against the first place team in the AL East. The game one had an early two nothing lead in the first. Race had three in the fifth. Yanks responded with two in the sixth, and then the Rays had that base load nobody out jam 
Adovino struck out, I believe, G-Man Choi, and then got a double play ball, which was a, gr- a great play by uh, LeMahieu, I believe, who uh, yeah. took, took himself to the back through the first. Um, so that's a big 4-3 uh, win to start the series off. Then a tough 7-2 loss Saturday night. A couple of home runs from Yandy Diaz, um, which uh, kind of, you know, put it out of reach whenever you lose some games. And then a nice power outage game today on Sunday, uh, May 12th, where the Yankees won 7-1. Tanaka pitched excellent. Oh, yeah. And Blake Snell, by the way. Blake Snell is so good. the only one. I feel like his line, even though it's like it's good, it doesn't reflect how well he pitched. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees kind of hit the man. He in the fifth inning, he left some pitches, you know, you know, in the middle of the zone. He took advantage, but I mean, twelve strikeouts in what fifth, in uh, seventeen batters is ridiculous. Pretty much. Oh, seven, sorry, seventeen, 17 outs. outs. Yeah. Outs. Um, but man, I don't want to see him ever again against the Yankees. Uh, yeah, no, he is really good. Um, yeah, so like I said, I couldn't watch the first few games of the series, but I watched the highlights of this game. That double play that LeMahieu turned to get Ottavino out of that jam was ridiculous. Was and I thought, um, what's it called? After rewatching yesterday, I wasn't sure. I checked Twitter and it seemed like people were angry at Holder for that inning and that people were angry at, uh, LeMahieu, which, like, I mean... I thought that ending was just some bad luck yesterday, and you did yeah. can, but it seemed like the one, the one like actual error was it seemed like on that throw from Sanchez on the stolen base, like it wasn't a fantastic throw, it was a good enough throw, and LeMahieu just totally whiffed on the throw. But on the other ones where LeMahieu had like a couple diving plays or he was shifted well enough but not perfectly, whatever, I'm over that loss. Um, yeah, whatever. whatever. Two out of three. This is a happy podcast. So, Nate, on that note, who do you think is getting sent down tomorrow? Or today, well, I guess. Right, right. Well, I mean, you got to think Talkman, just because he's kind of the odd, odd man out here. He looked okay at times. Had a nice double uh, in today's game. That could have been a home run. Uh, just, yeah. just missed the home run. But, like, you know, hasn't done enough for the team to, to like, you know, that he has to stay. So, I think Talkman gets sent down. Mabin has been good enough. Actually, he's been very good for the Yankees. He's been really good. Um, can't complain once he's done. Gardner's a veteran. Just can't do that. So, I didn't talk oh, I'm looking at Talkman's splits. His He did have a homer against Minnesota. So, that was the other series since the Arizona series that we haven't recorded since then. So, right. I forgot about that one. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think – I was thinking maybe it'll be one of the pitchers. But, I mean, now, like, maybe Harvey or something could happen. But I don't think it's likely just because they uh, – what's it called? They just sent down Cortez. And Harvey's been good enough. I thought it might have been Cortez. But they ended up calling Ch- up Chad Green today. So – and he looks so good. We'll get to him later. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they do technically have, like, six guys with outfield capabilities on the roster because they have – Frazier and Gardner, who you know aren't going down. Hicks is coming back. And then they have Maven and Talkman plus Estrada. We've seen a little bit out there, but he's not really a primary outfielder. So it seems like it's going to be between Maven and Talkman. And I think between those two, you definitely go with Talkman because Maven has looked much better. The other guy who it's possible that he gets sent down, but I think it would be really, I mean, not upsetting. It's you could definitely understand why they're doing it, but it would just be such a not ideal start because he will be Andy Hart because he has just looked so bad. Yeah, um, I mean, no production whatsoever. 
Yeah. It's expected to come back at least. None at all. Uh, Nate, do you think there's a possibility that he's the guy who got sent down, or do you think they'll give him a couple more games? I think they'll. they'll um, I think you know he's in a cold patch. Coming off the injury isn't always. You know, he's gonna, not going to be your hottest game. So I feel like they'll give him some more time to to get things back because he's proven last year that he can hit. You know, with the big boys. Oh yeah. So I think you can send him down. I think I think he'll figure it out. You know, he's a good hitter. Just has to get his his confidence back, his groove back, the routine. So I'm not worried about Andor, even though he's batting 143 in 11 games so far, and one yeah. only one RBI. So that's not pretty, but I mean, he'll straight. And he hasn't, and that was before, and that was before his IL stint. He has no RBIs. Since yeah, no RBIs since IL. that. That's right. That's right. Not good. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a tweet before that was it is ridiculous. This is the question we're asking. Like, if you told me in. February that this is a, or if you told me in even March, like late March, right before the season, this is a question we're asking. I'll call you out of your mind. I had a tweet that said, as of today, which player do you think is starts more playoff games for the Yankees this season between Andrew Hall and Oshawa? And I said, I think it's kind of crazy because I remember in early April, I had a tweet that was like, hot take, Oshawa's going to start a playoff game for us this year. And at the time, I was like, okay, like I can see that. Now it's like almost... I think, I mean, it's May. We don't know what the roster is going to look like yet, but I think I think it's very, very safe to assume he's going to start a playoff game. And I think it might even be a hotter take to say that Andujar is going to start a playoff game than that Urshela will. I mean, at this point, Urshela is just fielding, he's hitting. Just, it's better than Andujar, to put it simply. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's no question his fielding is better. That's not even oh, for yeah, debate. absolutely. And his, and his hitting, at least this season, is ten times better so far, so... Urshela deserves the starting role if, if the playoffs started tomorrow, but we still got another hundred and hundred plus games to go. So a long season. Uh, I I have no concerns about Andujar's like career eventually turning out okay. We've seen abilities. <laughs> he's he's going to be more than fine. This last you know is this first however many games he's played isn't going to define you know how long how successful he is in his career. But I think, I mean, we saw how great Green was after going down and resetting in AAA. Obviously, pitter, pitcher versus hitter is totally different scenario. But I think it definitely could make sense to at some point, if Andujar continues this, to go down. We do have a series against Baltimore coming up. And, you know, those are always yeah. either annoying because it's like, how did we lose 2 of 3 to Baltimore? We have our fair share of those. We had one of those to start the season. Or they're a good reset series and an easy sweep. Um... But if Anduar can get, if Anduar is not able to get going against Baltimore, I didn't, I didn't even see who's lined up to pitch for them. But if he's not able to get going against Baltimore, that would be a real concern. I mean, they always have a, have an ace, so even if you know it is their best starter, mm-hmm. it's not going to be like you know, but like now it's like Andrew Kashner. So yeah, <laughs> you, you know, it's not exactly the top elite pitchers here. So Anduar has a good chance to you know get back on track here against the Orioles, reset his season, and hopefully you know, get hot at the right time. I think part of it also has to do with, like, like, I think if Urshela wasn't on the roster, like, I think if our, the other third baseman on our roster was, I don't know, Neil Walker, like, if we had brought him back and didn't have Urshela and he was doing what he did last year, which was, you know, a nice, serviceable bench player, but, you know, nothing to write home about. I think if that was the other third baseman on our roster, people wouldn't be, I don't want to say writing off, because no one's writing off Andujar, but I think people wouldn't be so down on Andujar. But I think the fact that the other third baseman we have is so hot is the reason that 
we what's it called? This is the reason that everyone's thinking, okay, maybe Andor, we can afford to send him down for a little while. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's not like you know. It's, it's not like you know. Yeah. Right. Like either by Chase Headley, you know, had him for a couple of years. It's not like he's mm-hmm. our backup third baseman. So yeah, I agree with that. Okay, Nate. We have significant breaking news. Let's hear it. The Tampa Bay Rays just tweeted a statement about the delay at Tropicana Field during okay. today's game. During the ninth inning of today's game, Tropicana Field experienced a power outage stemming from a failure of a main switch into the building. Ray's operations staff identified the problem and were able to reroute the electrical feed to an alternate switch temporarily so that the game could resume. We apologize for the delay. What a garbage dump of a <laughs> How I mean, is there a Major League Baseball team that plays there? And the fact that they have to close down their upper deck. That was, the- so, that was so funny. And the, and the team's in first place. It's, they're not even doing... They're in first place in the East. You can't make it up. <laughs> not only that, they up. kept tweeting, like, two straight days with a sellout at Tropicana. <laughs> right. so half full. Like, guys, you got a sellout because <laughs> you closed down the whole upper deck. And because 80% of the fans there are Yankee fans. This isn't, uh, I mean, this isn't anything to celebrate. <laughs> when Voight came up to, to hit, you know, every time, you hear Luke more than, like, you know... The, oh, my the, God. The race thing, well, let's go raise... I mean, it's a home game in Tampa and in, in Baltimore. It's, it's home game. It was games. funny because when there was the challenge play on the wild pitch, I think it was in the seventh inning before that we got a run. It was uh, eighth, no, I believe. It was in the seventh or the eighth? Eighth. The eighth when the delay happened, so I think it was the seventh. Let's see. Is that true? I don't Box know. Score. Eighth. Eighth got one. It was in the eighth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So when that when that run scored, you usually when they were when the umpires were looking at it on review because they because the race challenged it. I don't know if it was Kay or Kenny, but one of them said, like, you know, the fans are cheering here. And usually when you hear the home fans cheering, that means, like, oh, you would think that the call is going in the way of the home team. But in this case, it's like there were so many Yankees fans there. The fans there were actually cheering to signify that the replay was showing that safe, which is just... Right. It's crazy. Oh, my God. I don't know, like... MLB has... If MLB could move the Rays to, I don't know... Portland or Las Vegas or Charlotte, like they would be. If MLB had a team in Las Vegas, they like it would be great. It would be great for marketing. For oh yeah, it'd be excellent fan attraction would be fantastic. And like the fans in Tampa Bay, they've just proven that they can't support a team there. If the same thing that happened in Montreal, and they, you know, they they took it down. There's right. I don't know how they're staying in that stadium for another what is it like eight years, something like that. Yeah, until twenty twenty seven. It's when their lease is up. So yeah, another eight seasons after this one, they gotta stay in that. Oh boy, cave. So I mean, we're playing like eighty games there because what we play the Rays nineteen times a year. Right, so that's either ten or nine, ten or nine. Home. Imagine a Yankees Rays playoff series at the Trop. I mean, oh my god! I mean, if say, say, say ALDS, that's a best of five. It's a and real. Be, I mean, of course, if let's say the Rays get a wild card or Yankees get win the division or vice versa, you could see a you know ALDS matchup. Imagine a Yankees raise wild card game at the trough. Oh my god! So I'll many be okay with that. For that because it would be like the Eagles would have to finish third in the division for that to happen. So right, yeah, it'd be tough. Yeah, that'd be. If there's a power outage in the middle of the wild card oh game. Oh my god! Imagine <laughs> for, for forty five minutes. Oh god. When and the funniest thing was that when the power outage came back, it was like. I had been super stressed before that because I was like, all right, it's only a 2-1 game. And then we got the run on the wild pitch, so you had a little bit of breathing room. But then I was like, all right, it's still 3-1. And then the power outage happened. It was like the stress kind of got relieved. I was like, all right, you know, we're in this. And then 
it came back, and I was like, oh, right, this is a 3-1 game. There's still a game to be played. And then they immediately just put four runs on the board. And I'm like, all right. That was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was expecting, you know, a couple strikeouts, maybe a, a soft ground ball. But no, they just came out hitting. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Estrada had a nice home run uh, to right. Yeah, he crushed that one. Yeah. And John nice. Sterling had a call ready for him this time, apparently. Yes. To Cairo, Cairo uh, to Cairo. To Cairo, yeah. <laughs> Very nice from John. Um, and then in the bottom of the ninth, we got to see Chad Green. And I, for one, I didn't really want to see Green in this game because I was like, all right, this is a – it's not a high-stakes game, but it's, you know, it's a game that, like, you care about. It's against a division rival. It's, you know, your first series against them this year. It's, you know, the, the rubber game. It's like, this is a game we kind of care about. And I was like, I don't want to see Green in this game. It's a close game. It matters. You don't want to see the guy that could be a little iffy. You just don't want that. And then, you know, it was a six-run game, so at that point, I'm like, sure, let's see what he has. And, man, he looked great. They had no chance. They had his one, yeah. two, three, got the side. He was hitting, like, 96 or 97, I think. He looked. Yep. Man, whatever they did with him down there in AAA, it worked. I mean, it was very good to see Chad Green back to his normal self. Very nice fastball. The sliders go with it. Hitters look lost at the plate. And hopefully, this kind of gets the whole bullpen going because right now they're doing fine you know but i think people thought that the incredible pen would be like you can't hit them yeah. I mean, right now they're doing they're holding the ground they're not they're not Kaley's playing games great out of fantastic hold has been iffy at times again you said he got unlucky yeah. with some cheap hits uh last night but you know they're, they're doing i'm fine. confident in our bullpen yes yeah, I'm fine with it. And Matanzas is even in, so once he yeah. comes back, then good luck, hitters. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm in my mind, Matanzas isn't coming back until, like, August. I don't remember. Yeah. I think the Yankees as a whole said, like, he wasn't coming back until after the All-Star break. Matanzas and Severino were, like, so far off in my mind. Like, yeah. I'm not thinking Same with, like, Montgomery. The, uh, the only person who, like, may come back All-Star break time is Didi Gregorius. Well, they but... said Didi could be back in, like... Three weeks, which is nuts. Yeah, I saw him taking ground ball balls uh, this weekend. Yeah, like, they said... I was like, what? What's they said he'll be doing a rehab assignment in like two weeks, in like 14 days, they said, which means he'll be back in the majors maybe like mid-June. That'll be great. Well, I love Didi. I, Didi was fully in my mind July, like after, past all their break. I thought August was a little pushing it, but I was like, all right, we'll get him back, you know, July 20th, and, you know, we'll get that bat, we'll get that bat in our lineup, but... Didi and Hicks, those two guys, we we haven't had a lefty bat in our lineup for like that can really contribute for a while. And Hicks switched to Didi lefty, and both of those guys also they're so patient at the plate. Like Hicks, has, yes. Hicks has the best eye on our team. And when I see I don't know Andujar flailing at pitches out of the zone, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? So it's kind of to have those guys back. And Hicks's defense in center field, obviously, but our outfield defense in center field hasn't really been an issue. Clinch looked better, and he had he had a bit of a tough series against uh, Seattle, but he looked yes, better. he did not look too good. He had some couple just like him and Gardner, a couple of miscommunications. He just, yeah, one time one of them just finally dropped. Like, that just, one I don't know if he didn't see it. Was so bad. And oh, what do you man. think about like and what couple of drops Tanaka like showed his frustration? Do you think that's a show of, like passion or show of, like you know? Come on, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't really care honestly. I was like whatever. There, they're baseball players. They have emotions. If I was on the yeah. mound, I wouldn't yeah. be happy about it. I'd be mad if someone just dropped it out for me. I think it's, 
I think if Clint dropped the ball today and, you know, I would be curious to see outside. Because I bet Boone sat him down and was like, hey, man, you know, take it down a notch. Uh, but I don't think – I mean – if there's somebody who's causing team chemistry issues in the clubhouse, I don't think I don't think Tanaka's that guy. No, no, I don't, I don't think he's yelling at the guy saying, you know, whatever. But yeah, I think that's not him. Yeah. Um, are we at the point where we trust Chad Green yet? Do you think? I mean, he pitched an inning, so like, not really. I think yeah. if he comes in against little- Baltimore, and you know, still dominates, and yeah, you, I trust you. But right now. Right now, don't, don't get me wrong, he's on my good side for sure, but I wouldn't say I want him in, you know, base load nobody out situation right now. I want Chad Green to give me four scoreless outings before I, before I say, all right, I'm, I'm comfortable with this guy. Um, man, also, another thing that happened since we last recorded was Paxton went down with an injury. Yes, yes. Hopefully, doesn't seem like it's going to be too serious. I think they said he'll be back in like two weeks or something like that, or they said a three weeks at the time, and now it's been, I guess, about a week. So he should be back in, I'm guessing, ten to fifteen days. So maybe he misses like two starts. I don't think he's missing much more than that. Um, so I was listening to Talk in Yanks, which is a great podcast that I like listening to a lot this week, and John Boy said he's at the point where. He would prefer that they use Sessa as opposed to Loisaga. But then he realized that Paxson's next starter, which would be filled by Loisaga, is against Baltimore. So it's like, all right, I don't mind. I don't mind Loisaga going in that start. Do you think they should tamper with Sessa's role out of the bullpen? And he's been pretty good. Or do you think, you know, keep him there? Um, I'd say keep him there. Just because one is Baltimore, so I'm not expecting yeah, you know yeah. the sluggers to be out there. And two, as you said, you know, it's been pretty good in the bullpen. So why try to like you know mess him up a little bit? Yeah, get him to start here, kind of get him off his routine. You never know, because that's what they tried with Java, and that did not work. <laughs> did not go too well, um, right? So yeah, you know that happening. Leave him be. He's doing he's doing just fine in the bullpen. There's no reason to have him start one game against Baltimore for no reason really. How confident? Let's go through each of our stars and talk about how confident we are in them right now. Uh Herman, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm either high nineties or hundred. You could throw Herman out there against any lineup in the majors, and I'm very comfortable with him. And I can think, you know, if we're throwing him out there against the Astros, obviously any pitcher against the Astros, it's like all right, right. It's it's an but, I mean, I'm more confident. I don't know if I'm at the point where I would say I'm more confident in him than any pitcher. Like, if we had a one-game playoff tomorrow, you know, in the wild card game, I think I would take Tanaka just because of his postseason prestige. But I think, Herman, like, Herman is our best pitcher right now. I don't think that's – or starting pitcher, at least. I don't think that's – Yeah, right. right now, for sure. Also, I like how he's so quick. Not because of the game. Yes, yeah, he does goes faster. Fast. But I think if you're a hitter and you see a guy just, just ready to go just to throw the ball – Definitely kind of intimidating, you know. It's like, okay, here we go again, you know. So I feel like he has confidence right now that he can get anyone out. He's working fast, which is a good sign for any pitcher. Yeah, definitely. So Uh, Tanaka, Tanaka after today's start, um, I'll say 87, 88, something like that. I think I'm right around there, probably 80, 85. Definitely, he's uh, he he had a couple sloppy starts. I think on the West Coast road trip against the Angels, he got rocked. In the yes. game that they lost that series, which, yeah, that was over Shavuot. No, Shavuot, that is in June. That is a different face <laughs> off, so I didn't watch that game. Um, which is, wait, that was against the Angels that he got rocked, right? Oh, but yeah, you think you're right, yeah. And then yeah. I think he had, 
Oh, and then his next start was against Arizona, and he wasn't great in that start either. But he was better. Um, but yeah, my I think I'm around 80 with Tanaka right now. We're getting there, not 100. Um, percent Also, Paxton, Tanaka, it's like the home run ball that's kind of leaving me off the mid 90s because who knows with his. Yeah, I mean, Tanaka, he's always going to give up that one solo home run per start. You know that's happening. I wasn't right. I was when that happened. Just, today, it I mean, just hit. You know, if it's a solo or or you know. Two, three, one shot is what kind of separates his good starts from his bad starts. Yeah, so that's the only thing that's I'm you know a little iffy about. But he's looked great so far, so no no yeah. complaints from me. Um, what about pa- well Paxton's hurt right now, but I think we're both pretty. I mean, we kind of have to wait to see where he's at, where he's back. But I think we're both yes. pretty high right now. Yeah, yeah, he's um, good. I can't even assign really a number value on it just because we don't know what he's going to be like when he gets back. But I'm confident in him. I'm confident. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, hard. Uh, CC, the big man. Yeah, I mean, I, I love a man, but he just can't go more than like five innings usually. Six is like I mean, really pushing it. He hasn't gone few. I saw that on Twitter the other day, and that actually kind of surprised me because I don't know, like, it doesn't feel like it's been a fantastic season from him so far, but he's. I think, uh, what's it called? Also, on Talking Yanks, Jake said that he's the best fifth starter in baseball. Like, you can make that argument, which to Yankees fans, that's kind of, that kind of might sound outrageous. But if you look at other teams' fifth starters, like, it's a lot of quad A guys. It's a lot of rookies that don't really know what they're doing. A lot of aging veterans on, you know, one year, two million dollar deals. Right. Like, CC, you know, he's going to, like, how many times? You, has, is CC going to go out there and give up five runs in three? Right, yeah, that's not... He's not, you know, he's not going to give you eight shutout innings either, but you take what you can get from him. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, if you can go five innings and give, like, three runs, let's say that's fine with me. As long as he's not giving up the six, seven runs, which he never really does. I can't yeah. remember the last time he has. So that's, like, that's true. He's very consistent with his pitching, and he doesn't get too out of control with him. Definitely. Ah, uh, Hap, where are you at with him? He looks better. As of late, yeah, he's, kind has. Of like, he's, he's kind of like a one good start, one bad start kind of thing going on. So, eh. His last start against Seattle was really good. It was really good. Really, really good. Um, so, uh, he's, he's okay with me. You know, yeah, he, I'm not at the point where I would say I'm confident in him, but I'm not, I'm not concerned either. I think his next start is going to be really telling. I would assume he probably pitches in this series, right? He probably pitches against... Yeah, because he didn't pitch against Tampa Bay, so he has to pitch Baltimore. Yeah, or maybe he pitches the first series, the first game of the Tampa Bay series. I'm not sure. Did he pitch the last game of the? Yeah, he pitched the last game of the. Let me see. He probably yeah he probably pitches the last game of this Baltimore series. So, had pitched the you know, last game of Seattle, which was May 9th. So he'll pitch the 15th or 14th, 14th which is yeah. like a Tuesday against Baltimore. Oh, so that's the second game of the series. Was there an yeah. off day between? No, they but I think they both tomorrow. Yeah, just. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I'm dumb. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that Tampa Bay was a two game series, but obviously it was three. I don't know. I thought it was three. Um, oh, right. I know that's two. I mean, um, but yeah, I think his next start is going to be really telling because he also he did have one pretty bad start against Baltimore. I think it was his first start of the year in that opening series. I think it was Sunday. Um, so. Yeah, definitely. You definitely want to see something good from him. Um, you go through everyone? Yeah, I think we went through all the starters. That was all five, yep. Um, where are you at with Keichel? Do you think that's happening? Um, so, 
I think he's still stuck on the money part of the contract, which obviously no team yeah. wants some major money deal or long-term deal. So I think as of now, no. But I feel like as we get longer into the, deeper into the season, he's kind of get going to get desperate to sign with the team. So I think the Yankees may get him, but like not right now. Maybe like yeah. in a couple weeks. It's definitely not something that's immediately on my mind because everyone, you know, the common agreement seems to be he's not going anywhere until after the draft because that way you don't have to give up the pick compensation. Right. Um, right. I, at the beginning of free agency, I was vehemently anti keichel I was like, this guy is clearly on the decline. His best years are behind him. And he wants a five-year deal hard pass. I think if the Yankees threw at him two years and... 24 million and said this is for obviously one year yield would be ideal one year one year deal would be ideal i don't think he's taking that i think two i think if you offer him two and 24 i think he'll take it um for this year and next and then that way you have some added security for when cc retires next year you don't necessarily have to go scouring into the free agent market quickly uh, for if Paxton's injury, uh, what's it called, resurfaces, or if Seve and Montgomery don't return too fast, you would have a real problem on your hands when Seve and Montgomery return and you have, like, seven starting pitchers. Yeah, that's uh, not that's ideal. Thing. Even though it seems like it's a great thing, but sometimes yeah. too much depth is kind of Yeah, you, know, you have to figure crazy. out um, I mean, look, too much depth is never a bad problem to have. We... We came into the season with, you know, Giovanni. Right, that is true, too. On our minds is making the opening day roster, and he's been <laughs> one of our best players so far. Great. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things that's kind of like we'll cross the, that bridge when we come to it. It's not immediately on my mind right now. If the Yankees sign Dallas Keuchel tomorrow, I'm not upset about it. I don't know if I'm, you know, fired up, you know, run me through a wall, let's go. But I'm not <laughs> definitely not upset about it by any means. Yeah. That's, that's, that's true. Um, yeah, man. I'm really excited for Hicks to get back. He, um, that's the nice addition yeah. to the lineup. Or not addition, think, a nice part piece. Yeah. Do you think he's going to hit leadoff? I think they're going to keep LeMayhew there. I think great LeMayhew. He's been fine. He's been fantastic in that so, role. I think um, the way I think the lineup is going to shake out, I don't, know you, I don't know if you have all the players in front of you. What I'm thinking they'll do is DJ leading off. At second, Voigt at first, Hicks hitting third. Whoa, kick up. Hicks hitting third in center field. Sanchez cleaning up and catching. Glaber. This is assuming that Anduar is not the guy who gets sent down, but you never know. Right, uh, okay. Anduar, or Torres batting fifth, playing shortstop. Frazier batting sixth, playing right field. Urshela batting seventh, playing third. Anduar hitting eighth and DHing. And then ninth will be, I think, Gardner and Maiden are probably going to platoon because Gardner. I mean, he got the get the day off today, but he's been so bad recently. Um, and yeah, Maben, he's been terrible. Maben, Maben works at bats. He gets on base, which, you know, those are both Gardner's strong seats too. But I think he's – I mean, he's looked better. Gardner, he played today and got that nice double, I think. But beyond that, I'm, I don't know if I'm at a point where I'm comfortable giving him the everyday job back just yet. Yeah, so I, I agree with everything. Except I think Maben will get all the time. If not, not all, but like the heavy majority of the time. Because remember how we were saying when Garner had that grand slam against Boston that he had his, that immunity? I think yeah. that's gone. That's I know, over he's him. over that. Yeah, that was that that's was over. over. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Enough of that. So I think Garner's not going to play. He may pinch run or take him for defense, which I think will happen. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, no, since Hicks is playing, instead of now, maybe not. Because Hicks is obviously... Uh, he might come in. Maybe what they'll do is they'll pull... They'll... Hmm, well, let's say... I guess... Oh, they oh no. They pull, they pull Frazier. Frazier, yeah. Pull maybe in right, Gardner left, Hicks in center still. Yeah. They could definitely yeah, do they, that. they could do that, yeah. Um, We'll see. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I trust Boone and management on. Guys are yeah. going to get days off anyways. It's going to work out fine. The other thing that is going to be something they have to address is going to be Urshela when Didi gets back about how they get him in the lineup. But between Andujar and Glaber's having some health issues right now, but I think he's going to be fine. It was just uh, the hit by pitch, but I'm not concerned about him. So Sanchez, right? Because he got hit by the, the bat. Yeah, those are on both the things through. that I think, you know, I think they these small get. issues, yeah. You know, today was only the second time this year. I didn't realize this, that Glaber hasn't started, and the first time he ended up coming in in the game later anyways is a pinch hitter. So today was Glaber's first fully oh, off wow. day of the <laughs> year. So, I mean, he needed to get one eventually. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and with Gardner, he needed a day off because he's been slumping. And uh, Gary, you know, I don't know if it was an issue with the backswing or whatever, but I'm not, I'm not concerned about that by any means. Yeah, he'll be fine. It's a small issue. Uh, so yeah, so upcoming series, we got AL East on top of AL East on top of AL East. We got three <laughs> games at home against Baltimore, then another three at home against Tampa, which is going to be another big series. And then we got three on the road in Baltimore. No, sorry, four on the road in Baltimore. And then we got Kansas City on the road. Ooh, we have a Thursday, 12.35 p.m. game in a week and a half. Wow, interesting. Uh, Kansas City on the road, and then, all right, this is getting way far in advance, but then we have the Padres at home, and then Boston at home. Um, so it gets I mean, kind of harder and harder as we go on. they got to be able to beat up. They have to be able to beat up on Baltimore so bad. And Kansas City, honestly. They, yeah, but I mean, I mean, Baltimore is more the more immediate concern because we play them six times and or seven right. times in our ten games. Um, Boston's getting hot. They scored thirty four runs in their last three games against the Mariners. Uh, yeah, which we beat up on the Mariners two in three of our games, but uh, actually, no, that's not true. I don't think we really beat up on them in any of the games. We had Lemayhew's walk off was amazing. That game was ridiculous. That and, was Rochelle uh, a nice two run bomb. That was great. Yeah, and then there was one game that we got blown out, and we won one game, one nothing. And was that a three-game set? It was a four-game set. I don't remember what yeah. happened in the other game. I know we took three or four, so I guess we won the other one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they no, they got to be able to beat up on Baltimore in the seven times that they play them, because if they can't, you can't afford to lose games in Baltimore when Tampa and Boston are both also playing great baseball. Giving got to take advantage of this right now. Like last year, the Red Sox were like seventeen and two against Baltimore. I think the Yankees were like around five hundred. Yeah, the Yankees were right at five hundred, something so around the, there. So those like six games that or seven games that they like lost because of the Baltimore. It really kind of the standings. Yeah, really bit in the back at the end of the year. So they got to win these at least. Well, they play uh, seven games in the next seven times. I think you got to get at least five of them. Right? Five, yeah, five, five is I think very manageable. Six would be nice. Seven is obviously. Tough, but Fantastic. that'd be amazing. Um, all right, yeah. So, uh, as we said before, Nate, do you want to give a plug to our friends on Instagram? Yes, once again, at Yankees Universe. Great Yankees recaps, news, highlights, whenever Yankees-related news is there, at Yankees Universe on Instagram. More giveaways from us and him coming your way. Stay tuned. Speaking of giveaways... Stuff. 
Yeah. We Speaking do of giveaways. Have, yeah, we do still have the Tanaka jersey card on Twitter. It is sitting in my house. It's about 15 feet away from me right now. I see it on top of my drawer. It is ready to ship out as soon as we have 300 followers on Twitter. Um, ready. We are ready for the podcast to start growing. So tell all your friends, your family. Tell everybody you know. Tell random people you pass on the street. Tell your teacher. Tell your coworker. <laughs> That's right. Tell everybody about GateSex Podcast. All right. Really great all. series. Let's hope we can keep it going. Thanks for listening. General here. Thanks, Peace guys. Out.